here we are, episode 3. I can't believe we've come this far together. Actually, this might be considered episode 2 because episode 1 was pulled down. Though it's listed under comedy and explicit content, it was pulled down just because I encouraged pedophiles to kill themselves. And I encouraged people who write commercials to kill themselves. Just because I promoted that. I mean, maybe it was because the title was called The Promotional Suicide Show. But even that seems vague enough that like it could be anti-suicide. But something got flagged. I, probably an algorithm because I don't think anyone's like listening to my 45-minute podcast where I make jokes. But episode one was pulled down for inappropriate content, uh, encouraging people to harm themselves. And it's like, no, I'm not encouraging that. I mean, in a comedic sense, I am. But I'm also, this isn't an advice show for pedophiles. This is a comedy show where I get to talk about how everything sucks, including the algorithm that doesn't read into the, the context of my comedy. Me, a 35-year-old, in his room. Yeah, room, because I don't have my own apartment. I rent a room. I'm still building my credit back from what I've done to my credit. It's crazy to have bad credit when I never uh, got to do anything with it. Like, I didn't, like, spend a bunch of credit cards and not pay it off. I had, like, medical bills and shit I didn't pay. So that's why my credit went bad. But so, like, I, I had... I still do have bad credit. Uh-oh. Plane one. Okay. The last fucking... I listened to the last episode, and the amount of... There was, like, 12 planes, and it was so annoying that I'm going to try, really... I mean, I'm going to have to acknowledge it every, every time. That's P1. I have to acknowledge it, but I'm really going to just kind of try to breeze through it. It is so distracting, though, and it, it's it's strange that I've only noticed it while doing this podcast. Because I do a lot of things, okay? I do a lot of things in my room in which you'd think I would have noticed that, but may, I don't know. I want treats. That's the name of the that's the name of the smoking game. And yeah, I smoked again. Guess what? Day three? Yeah, I smoked again. And it was unfulfilling because I didn't do what I did yesterday. Yesterday I waited till like five o'clock or whatever, half the way through the day. And then I finally smoked and I was like, oh, I felt like I accomplished something. Today I got up got a coffee, smoked, and it felt bad, probably because I was disobeying my new rule. That's the whole thing about smoking in general, or, or coffee, or any of these things, is like, I just want a treat, it Doesn't and, and, and the serotonin boost from whatever that is, and it usually doesn't come from the thing, it comes from thinking you're about to get the thing. That's why, like, w- when you're drinking with your friends, it's like, the most fun you're having is, like, before a drink, and maybe during the first drink, and then after that's diminishing returns, because, like, Part of the fun is the excitement you're getting from believing you're about to do this fun thing. So it's just a game. It's just a stupid fucking serotonin game. I guess I have to just trick myself into liking healthy things. Doesn't sound fun. But I guess being dead doesn't sound fun. I'm not excited about death. I woke up today and I had, uh, I just, I put on some, some strange doc. Some strange documentary about murder. Uh, or I thought it was about murder. I, mean, I think it was, but I didn't even get that far because for some reason the the, the dude accused of murder, his voice made me so angry. angry. I, I know there's like the ASMR or whatever that stuff is that like calms people down. And there's like, I think there's a version of it also that makes people mad. Like when you hear eating and stuff that like it causes an enra- enraged, a true enraged reaction where it's like it's not, I guess it's involuntary. But that's how I felt about this guy talking. I even recorded it. I don't know if it'll come through in this, but... That's P2. I don't know if he'll come through in this, but let's see. Because he had this kind of southern... I I realize that's the kind of southern voice that, like... It does something to me that I can't really explain other than just rage. Animal rage. 
monkey rage, but it's it's southern men with a certain almost lisp. But I don't. It's not a speech impediment. I'm not mad at someone's speech impediment. It's like a, a choice of how to say words and how much he licks his fucking lips and makes like smacky sounds. Let's see if you can hear this. Okay, I stopped recording because this fucking cop car is going off, and it's like this guy clearly doesn't know where he's going. He's going in fucking circles. This cop car is just going around. He probably doesn't even know his sirens on. God Almighty. Fuck. In New York, I mean, it's just the the number. It's just the constant bombardment of of sound and sonic things, where you just have fantasies of having a bazooka and blowing up cop cars. I wonder if that'll get me flagged. I said it's a fantasy. 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 Okay. It's like a video game. I'm surprised there isn't a... Well, I guess there's Grand Theft Auto, but... I'm surprised there isn't a video game before this era that was just like, kill the cops. Video game. Okay, back to this guy. Back to this southern gentleman. Oh, God. Okay, the... the, the, um, Yeah, he's just got this voice. I mean, let's see what it does to y'all out there in the cyber world. He poured it in exquisitely. And they got all through with this, and he had a boot print, and he, he swore that that was the boot print that was in the snow. But then the... But, but then... Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if this recording portrays it. Also, maybe it was just like when I woke up, I was in an irritable mood, because I wasn't feeling as triggered when I just watched this back. But when you watch this guy talk for a long time, there's so much pausing and lip-smacking and just sounds... And weird, just rolling words for no reason. Kind of rolled. Or, it's almost like a fake accent, but it's kind of southern and like, oh, I don't know. It just it enraged me this morning. Another thing that enraged me was how many times I said the word like in the last podcast. Uh, I listened. To, I listened to both back. The first one that was banned, and the second one. And I used the word like so frequently and so inaccurately because I'm 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 not using it in the context to say something is like something else. I'm just using it. I, when, when I'm listening back, I'm like, I'm using it as if it's almost an um or something. I just throw the word, like, I probably said it right then trying to explain that and didn't even hear myself. I'll have to go back and listen to that. Like, I probably said it right then, like, I probably said it like, 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 What else do I hate about myself? Okay, so I got up today, tried to get a COVID test, went to the old city MD that I just found out I owe like $500 to. Great news. It's great news for the jobless. By the way, we need half a grand from you, stat. Because you had an ear infection two years ago and your old insurance somehow, it didn't time out right, buddy. So you're going to have to be homeless now for the rest of your life. So I went to try to go get a test. The last time I did this, I was in line for a couple hours. It's not, I mean, it sucked, but it's not that bad. I know people have done it. It's been worse. But when I got there this time, the line was two blocks further than when I had started the line the first time. So the first time it was just like to the corner of a block. And then this time I, when I got there, I saw it extended so far beyond what would what was a two-hour wait. And I was like, I'm not waiting outside in New York winter for six hours to get this test because I'll get a new sickness by doing that. If I stand outside in New York winter for six hours, I'll... I would be dead. I'll pass. They'll be like, this gentleman, he passed in line. We'll just push him over near the uh, newsstands and the trash cans over there. Roll me up. So to get to this COVID test, though, I, I was on my sweet, darling moped. I ride a moped. I love it. It changed my life. I mean, I, I've always loved mopeds and little tiny 
little tiny devices. It changed my life in New York. It gave me an extra 10 years here for sure, just because the autonomy you have instead of waiting for a train or a bus or whatever. And, you know, me, I'm lazy. I mean, I had a bike here for a while, which is great, too. I love that. But the ease of not pedaling, it's pretty hard to, it's hard to, I'm lazy. So I'm definitely going to ride a moped. Also, what I remembered today while I was riding was how much I love it and how fun it is. It's so fun. And when I'm zipping around, in my head, I'm just, I'm like, wee, and no one knows it. Then I had some kind of sympathy for the the uh, what I would call douchebags on crotch rockets and people who like are who you know people who try to make a lot of literal noise to get you to notice them. It's very annoying. I don't support these people at all. But I will say this: they're riding down the street, going, "Yo, they think I look cool," but they're in their head, they're going, Wee! They're having the time of their life because it feels like flying. That's what I, that's what I was thinking today. I was like, "There's no part of me that thinks I look badass on a moped or on a motorcycle or anything." It doesn't like I don't think it's badass. It is so much fun, though. It feels like you're flying. And that's also, I love the moped because the weight of it, like when you're on a motorcycle, you can feel, you can feel its weight where it's like, if this thing goes down, it's taking you down to the ground with it. But a moped is so light that you could kind of like put your feet down and stand up and like let the moped keep going if you were to get in a wreck. You could just kind of literally walk away from it. And because it's so light, it just feels like you're flying because you have this tiny thing. It's like a broomstick or I don't know. It's, it's the most, I feel like a kid, I guess. And then when I think of those kind of uh, people racing around with their radical bikes, I'm like, I bet you they're feeling the same thing. And even the, the, the idiots doing it in cars, I'm sure they're feeling the same thing too. They're projecting that they want to be, they want you to see them as badass, which I don't know why anyone thinks that's badass. Or, or no one does. So I don't know how the misconception started. But really, they're just like, they're 10 years old and they're on a slide, giggling. So next time you see those, those next time you hear those, those car folks and those motorcycle folks revving their engines, just be like, those kids are cute. I'm glad those kids are having fun. Speaking of fun, I've been watching a lot of uh, Sovereign Citizens getting owned videos on YouTube. I And I've heard of this stuff forever. In fact, I remember being in high school and one of my best friend's mom's talking about it. Someone at her church or something was like, they don't carry a license because of this thing called being a sovereign citizen. And basically all the stuff you see these people list off as the reasons why they don't have to do the law of the land or whatever. But I remember hearing that being a child or a high schooler and someone's mom talking about that and me thinking like, oh no, like, how could a, how could a parent be susceptible to this concept? And I, my friend's mom didn't become that, but it seemed that she believed like that that's a thing you can do. Like, well, I didn't know about this interesting information until I was told. It's kind of like what's been going on for the last like five or six years with the internet and the generation that would be considered maybe old people is just you know of course tons of misinformation and and tons of people just believing something because they saw it and they don't you know they don't know necessarily that this world of the internet is a hilarious joke or a lie or, or it's not you know it's not a fact I think this generation came from a world in which like the news or whatever it was like wasn't supposed to they couldn't clear a story if it wasn't true although that does happen then interfaced with the internet a lot of those uh, there's a lot of belief that like what I'm seeing must be true so you got to cut them some slack we all were hit with the internet at some point and I remember I I paid like 80 bucks early internet days paid 80 bucks for some like it's it was a scam but it was like you can have a job where you just call these numbers and press this number in your phone and it gives you money and it only, it only takes 80 bucks to get this list of these numbers i remember my dad telling me 
that's a scam. You're an idiot. He didn't say I'm an idiot, but he was saying like like Asher, this is a scam. Don't do don't give eighty bucks to this thing. It's definitely not a job. It's a scam. You don't know. And to me, I was like, how could it be there on the internet if it's not? What do you mean? It's it's real. So I gave him eighty bucks, and it was a scam. It's not a thing. There's no job. There's no way to make money. There was like another level to it or something where it was like, now all you need is to do this. It was a scam. And, and that's what happens when you get hit with the internet. It's just like, how would you know any different? You're, this is like what's happening as, that's just learning. It's what it is. But back to these sovereign citizens. I'm sure you guys have seen these videos of people where they start filming themselves when they're being pulled over because they say they're a sovereign citizen and they don't have to give an ID, they don't have to give a name, they don't have to have a license or, an, or a license plate because they're not a commercial vehicle. They're using all this, like, this jargon, this alleged legal jargon, it's not real though it's all it's all someone told them that and it doesn't make it real p3 above uh so these people all get arrested always they always get their windows smashed in and they get pulled out of the car and arrested i get how anyone could start to believe whatever if someone told you this is real and they said i got out of a ticket by just claiming this i'm sure people could buy into that but wouldn't any of them have looked into what happens if if it doesn't go that way because like the internet is full of videos of these people getting their asses kicked before you try it out why wouldn't you have looked into like well what does happen though if i'm wrong the answer is your car window gets bashed in which you have to pay for, you get taken to jail, and your car gets towed, which you have to pay for, and you face some charges from, you know, refusing to show ID or whatever it is. How could you not look into what's what the outcome of this will be? If you believe so much in this thing, in these laws that you're citing off, how could you not look into what's going to happen? Because they're always shocked. They're always like, what? They're breaking into... He broke my window! A lot of them will yell, I don't consent to whatever, and they're like, it doesn't... If you, if you believed in this, then you'd look into what happens to all these people legally speaking. Do they, get, do they get off the hook? Do they get their tickets ripped up and cops pay for their window and their towing? No, they always lose because they're breaking the law. The law might be bullshit. I'm not arguing it's not bullshit. You don't win that. You just end up having to pay so much money. It do, I can't like, I mean, I love these videos. I'm glad these people are doing it. And, and then of course, also fuck the cops. But fuck these idiots also, because these these people are primarily white people that are really pushing it. You know what I mean? Like they know that they're not going to be shot, so they're able to. They're basically able to just ignore these cops' commands until the cops break their windows and pull them out of the car. Thank you, sovereign white citizens, for protecting us. This plane is loud. Do you hear this? P three up in here. Damn, that one was close. The airport's getting closer to my house every day. You know, YouTube's always suggesting the kind of stuff I'd like and also bizarre like stuff that I would hate. But it's always suggesting something interesting. And, and today was like a the worst or weirdest wife swap moments. I'll, I'll check it out. It's not real. It's not, I mean, like the awkwardness on those kind of reality shows are, is very, it's kind of real, but it's also very fabricated. They're adding sound effects. They're adding... They're, they're editing the fuck out of it and stretching things out and making it weirder and stranger than it is. One thing I saw that I thought was funny, though, was was this one kind of bodybuilder dad guy w was talking to the his, his wife that was swapped or his new wife and saying, like, how when he comes home, like, his, his wife puts on makeup before he gets home so she'll look pretty. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, obviously they're pointing out that that's a weird thing. Like, you shouldn't... She can do whatever she wants... Like that was the setup of this couple was like you're you're a chauvinist dude, we're gonna give you a a, a wife to help you learn it doesn't work. But the thing that I noticed though was like so he's 
aware, which I guess all guys are aware um, that makeup is makeup. It is funny to think about though how much he's he's encouraging delusion of his own. He's like, I know what you look like, and I and I prefer right before I get home if you could just put on this mask. It's weird because he's definitely manually choosing delusion being like i'm just not going to look in this direction over here it doesn't exist and maybe that's that's very uh maybe that's very typical of men i guess it is i mean that's i guess the same as like boob jobs or whatever no offense to anyone who who has boob jobs it's not bad it's just like it's it is a chosen delusion of men because they go like i don't believe it's real and i'll and I'll take it as such. There's nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wearing or not wearing makeup. I don't give a shit what people do. It's just funny to think that the idea of makeup or, or any kind of enhancement, I guess, is to appear as if you've not done that. It's to appear as if this is how I naturally am or this is what I am. And for everyone in the game to know it's not is kind of funny. I think there's something kind of funny about that. Not creepy. I mean, I think literally funny. There's a, there's a, uh, whatever, king with no clothes element to that. There's a large wig element to that. So it's just like everyone wearing gigantic wigs. We all know. We all know you're wearing a giant wig. I just started thinking about what's a, what would be a, a bad look, but everyone chooses to ignore it. I mean, any wig, I'd say it's a bad look, but like a massive one. Like a five foot in height. A massive wig. And we all go, oh, well, it's weird. I mean, I don't think, I don't think women like wigs. I'm worse. <laughs> That sounds hilarious. I don't think women like wigs. I, I mean, on men. I don't know that women like wigs on men. I would think that they, in general, might not. Because I, I feel like men wear wigs for themselves. If you're a kind of guy that's wearing a wig. I'm a guy who's going bald so I can speak quite frankly about this stuff. And I can talk as much shit as I want. But the kind of person that wears a wig seems like they're doing that for themselves more. And I get it. Because like when I, when I look in the mirror, I'm shocked every time. Because my residual self-image from the Matrix is not of a bald me. It's not of a 35-year-old me either. Probably like 21, 22. That's my like residual self-image where every time I look in the mirror, I go, what the? That's, this is what I look like? And then it makes sense why people are scared of me. I think I'm a non-bald, um, young, I mean, not attractive, but like interesting-looking weirdo. But when I look in the mirror, I go, Oh, no. I'm like Voldemort right before the final shift. Like, I still have my eyebrows. I still have my nose. But I'm turning green. And I'm definitely evil. I thought about going through this episode or maybe starting a new thing where I go through the episodes and I do a, a count of how many times I say the word like. And then I'll give you it at the end. But then it's like, that's so... I just said it right there. It's like... like, 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 like it's like, so much work to pee... Three? Four? Pee four. It's so much work to go through and listen to it and try to tag every like. So maybe I'll just give you a fake. And also, yeah, if I gave you, if I said it was 253, you'd believe it because you wouldn't, no one's going back to verify. So I'm not doing that. Uh-oh, I hear the silly New York cops. The silly New York cops always looking for ice cream. Guys, the ice cream parlor is two blocks down. Cops are fucking obsessed with mint ice cream. If you ever get arrested, try to bribe a cop with mint ice cream. They can't help themselves. They fucking love anything mint. Mmm, delicious mint pie. I should start doing that. I should start going to the local, um, the local cop house with mint pie. I've delivered you some gelatinous mint pie. Like, if I started bringing mint to them all the time, I'd just try to be like, I thought cops love mint. 
Like, I try to get them to believe that there's these strange myths about cops, that, that they are obsessed with certain flavors. It's not donuts and stuff. No, they love mint. And then I'm like, I'm sorry I said, I know that's really offensive to say that all cops love mint. And they're like, what? Like, I don't, that's not a slur that I know. I did think about when this, um, when the, when, in kind of the, the beginning of the, of the protests and BLM stuff out here in New York, I thought about, should I go to my local cop precinct and pretend to be on their side and tr- and pretend to be like from another country and pretend like I'm making a documentary to showcase that cops are like real people. Like, like there's not, they're not different than us. And so th- the method I would be choosing would be, it's all about what music cops like and it's just trying to humanize them. So the idea would be to get, you know, these kind of like little video testimonials of like cops saying, my favorite song is whatever. And they say it. And I was hoping obviously that the majority of those songs would be like from Drowning Pool or Puddle of Mud or maybe Alice in Chains, just like some kind of like, of course you like that. And then I would take it, you know, and kind of splice it with a music video of that song and pretend obviously to them, and here's, here's why it would work to them. They would go like, yeah, this is humanizing me to me and my friends. We would get to laugh at it because it's hilarious. Well, we'd laugh at it because it would be embarrassing also. It would be pretending, it would be like, we all get something out of this. You guys get a video where you pretend like this is humanizing you, and we get to continue to make fun of you. Oh, policemen. I thought it was strange that, like, it took to the year 2020 for people to all, not even all, for, for, for just a large chunk of people to go, oh yeah, cops are kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up that someone can tell you what to do and then shoot you. Because, I mean, I grew up in a, in Nashville mostly, and the cops there are mostly bored, honestly. They, they have nothing to do. So if you get pulled over for speeding or running a stop sign, there's going to be five cops there. And I mean, like, I'm, of course, white. It's not like I have the same experience with cops that a black person would have, but, like, I always hated cops. I was in the South, and I was part of, like, a... Uh, I wasn't a skater, but I was in the skater crew. We were doing what would be considered vandalism or stupid things because they're skateboarding, and... So, cops are definitely annoying the shit out of us, but we weren't being beaten or killed, so, like, I can't complain too much. They were just annoying bastards, and they were often... You know the type. People who have, like, the complex of they just want some power. These people are often just, like, kind of weaselly, wormy, small... Maybe not even physically small, but maybe they are physically small. They're wormy people often who just need some power in life. They got to get something and they got nothing else. Not all are like that, but many of these men are not men. They're ass worms. Uh Uh-oh. The cop just heard what I said. This cop has been lost for this whole episode. It's the same cop. He's just going in circles looking for mint ice cream. Guess what? P. Five thing. I'm always afraid of seeming racist. And I guess that's kind of the way, that's the way of the future now is like, we are all going to be that. But like, it's the things that you don't know about that, that scare me. The things I don't know about. Because I was raised in a world in which I just wasn't privy to a lot of things. It wasn't, I just wasn't aware of a lot of things. I remember the first time hearing that the word boy was used in a racial way. Like, I didn't, I didn't know up until, like, late 20s that that was a racial term at all. And I, of course, now wonder, whenever, I, whenever I'm exposed to these things and go, like, oh, shit, I wonder if I've ever said this and someone took it in a totally different context. And, of course, it, it, I'm sure those things have happened and you'll never fucking know, which is annoying. But that's, that's my, my fear is I wonder how many other words and phrases and things are there out there that I just, I don't know what it means at all has no context to me and I've said it and to someone they're like I cannot believe 
you said fill in the blank potato chips you don't know what potato chips means you racist fuck but also i would say that the word boy is like a, it's a bad word to have become a racist word because it's like that is also a very common usual human word that we use all the time so great job everyone so i wondered just how many times in life i have talked about a who knows again like you if you didn't know what it was it's like you wouldn't know you'd have no idea i mean most of the time in my experience even when people say something outrightly racist most of the time people would dislike it but they probably aren't gonna jump in and say anything i remember being on a street in new york on uh 23rd avenue and park massively busy some kind of dispute was going on and some tall strange looking and i mean strange looking white guy yells out the n-word at him and everyone like was like <gasps> but nobody jumped up and punched him it was just like what the fuck and i mean like you know obviously punching him would have would have ended his racism it would have fixed it no it wouldn't have it wouldn't have done anything p6 now they're fucking coming in hot now so it wouldn't have ended his racism to be punched but it was it was shocking to see in like a, a massive sea of people someone could yell that out and it not incite violence i mean the guy did look deranged so i get i mean me personally i'm like i'm not gonna swing at this guy this guy is a deranged lunatic but it was interesting to see even in that scenario it's like that guy just went on and an hour later whoever he's around didn't know that that happened so like nothing was corrected and and uh well that's i guess how it goes but i just wonder have i talked about like uh the post office or something that was like a, a specific reference to a, a, a taiwanese emperor that was murdered I, i'm making something up but like have i said something and of course no one corrected it because they're just like that's just how this guy thinks i guess okay of course i mean that's the kind of list that you really want in life and that's the kind of list you hope for when you die is like give me the stats i want to know all the shit that i didn't see that was going on around me that i was very much a part of but that i didn't see was happening at all i would love those stats i want to see the, the crazy things people think about me there's a group of people that thought i was alt-right for a while which i've never been there's a group of people that probably think that i'm a homosexual terrorist but i don't know those things and i want to know i wish i knew the kind of bizarre beliefs that people have because of something my brother told them or because of something they heard through an employer who knows i mean like i've heard crazy shit about myself maybe it's from working at the pit maybe it's from being around psychos for a long time i've heard crazy shit about myself and been like oh well that didn't happen so i wonder what else that people are afraid to tell me that they think they know if only they knew that i am q maybe they'd be proud guess what p7 fuck i'm so tempted to get a coffee right now i want to pause this and go get a treat but i know when i get it it's gonna feel probably gonna feel a little dirty because I'll because I'm not gonna get like when I'm putting my jacket on I'm gonna get the endorphin rush of I'm about to go get a treat but then as soon as I get the coffee I'm gonna drink maybe half of it and then it's gonna sit here next to me get kind of watered down and I'm gonna throw it away so it's not even the coffee I want it's the I don't know I don't I don't know how life has been boiled down to this now. It means nothing. There's just, there's, it's like I'm seeing into the matrix and, and seeing everything going like sugar, uh, weed, sex. These are things that trigger this thing. And I just could press this button 
and feel those things and it's not real or I could wait 10 minutes to press that button and then do it and I guess that feels better it's just like a pointless game a complicated game that is one of the best XTC songs there's ever been because life is just a complicated game luckily you guys got me to listen to by you guys I'm talking about the five of course the famous five. And you know what's... The, the five could also... I expect the five to kind of not expand. I don't think we're going to get more than five listeners, but I do think it could rotate because within the five, you know, there's going to be certain episodes where Gabe's not going to listen to, but maybe Haldane's going to listen to. And there's going to be episodes where Brandon... No, that's not true. Brandon's going to listen to every episode. Brandon, you're going to listen to every episode, aren't you? Because you're my friend. But there's definitely going to be a lot that Gabe won't listen to. There might be one uh, Jeremy gets in on, maybe Graham. And right now I'm listing people that might listen to my podcast. And I'm listing my friends. And they're all in the might category. Because they're so, so busy. Making art. To compete with me. And my hope is that this podcast will drown them out and make them go... I'll just sit at home and listen. That's what I want. This podcast, I want it to discourage all of my friends from art. Get away from it. Art is off the table. If you want to get into construction, maybe agriculture, but art is done. 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 My friend just texted me, my dog just shook his body after pooping and poop flew to my coat. And she sent a picture of wet dog shit on her coat. That's the kind of text that I do get from friends. I mean, that's life imitating art. Maybe. I also got texted today accidentally in a group text by my former boss that said, don't forget to get tested, talking about COVID, I'm sure, having to do with a weekly testing. But I'm not, I don't work there anymore. So I refuse to get tested. Wait, wait a minute. I did go try to get tested today. Did I do that because my ex-boss subconsciously forced me to? That's fucking weird. When I went to go attempt to get tested today in the line that went for like two blocks, I noticed something. I noticed part of the reason the end of the world is so slow and strange and weird and different than we expect is that in a movie, it's all action or even in a book, whatever, it's all it's all action happening. But in reality, it's like we might be standing in like two mile long bread lines. We might be in a collapsed society, but we're still going to have like iPods and like we're still going to be listening to music and podcasting. So it's like this weird thing where it's like, it is it is dystopian, but there's also like luxury and entertainment in the demise of our humanity. It's a strange thing. And it's not good for, it, it wouldn't look good in a movie. If you saw everyone that's like waiting, if it was like, like Schindler's List and it's like, everyone's like, looking at their phones it would be it would take away a little bit of the power it would also not make sense in Schindler's List but I just mean a movie where everyone's like stuck in a in in some kind of dystopian future and it's like but if everyone still has pornography and chicken nuggets that they kind of don't notice that much of this of the the horrors of the future so maybe it's good I don't know maybe maybe we invented these weird devices that the distraction is necessary like maybe maybe it's truly a good thing that we have fruit slice ninja slice the video game because otherwise we might really crumble and it's funny because because i'm also like when, when i'm when i'm there looking at the line going am i going to stand in this six hour line 
I'm also listening to a podcast. I'm also like not in fully in the world that I'm seeing. Let's check out Instagram. Oh yeah, speaking of seeming racist, so on uh, in Brooklyn, there's like, apparently some uh, piece of shit who's been assaulting women outside the Morgan L station, and everyone's sharing this post about it, which is great, which I think is 100% what social media is for, like it or it should be for. Excuse me, it should be for Amber Alerts and things and like spread this information immediately to keep human beings safe. That's not what most of social media is used for, but that's what it should be used for. And this is good to share, but I did notice something kind of strange about it, which is it says the attacker is about 5'8", medium build, and has worn either a gray hoodie or dark puffer jacket with mask and beanie. He's attacked both ends of the station and waits for women to be alone. I assume this guy's white, but now, based on them not saying his race, I assume he's black. I mean, is that racist? Yes! There's just something strange about... Because I've been also hearing about this is not the first time I've heard about this. There was other people trying to spread this information, saying there's some fucking weird dude at the L, weird dude, evil dude at the L, uh, Morgan Stop, who's been punching women or pulling their hair. Or, so I've heard about this guy for the last whatever couple weeks, uh, and but just like in the last day or two, this specific post started going around describing him slash not describing him, and not joking when I say this, within. Uh, within the night of when I first saw this post, there was some guy that I follow kind of comedically on Instagram who was there posting up live saying like, I'm looking for this guy, which is the most virtue signaling thing in the world. It's also something I probably would have done in the past. Maybe that's why I think it's funny. But that that concept of like, so you're going to find this guy, but you're going to find him live so that everyone knows that you found him? Interesting. I don't think you're going to find him based on this description. And I don't think he's going to admit to you what he's done. And it sounds like this guy, it says it in the post, he waits till women are alone. So you're not going to be in the middle of witnessing this. You're just doing less than the bare minimum. You're, you're showing up to something to wave a flag when you're not going to do anything. Because you're not going to be there and you know it. It's like me walking around New York with a flag saying, I don't, like, I don't support terrorism. It's like, well, it's not really happening around you. So that's not very brave to do. It just means, look at me, I'm great. And again, probably would have done that myself at one point. Or at least said I did that. I would have been like, I would have claimed, yo, I'm looking for this guy. Like, I did used to write things with, like, paint markers in New York. I used to write, like, kill pedophiles. And, like, you know, this is a thing that I'm doing. Okay? Not really. This is a thing I used to do. I used to write, like, kill pedophiles, kill the rats. Which could be interpreted as street art, could be interpreted as a command. But I used to write that kind of stuff, and, and it's also, and looking back, kind of virtue signally, although I wasn't there to receive the credit, so I'd like to, to, to um, I'd like to say that I'm a great person, because I was just putting out a great message. But either way, it's a little virtue signally, and that, you know, I, I can relate to that, to the idea of thinking like, yo, I'm doing a good thing, but I'm also not having to risk much. That's the kind of guy I am. I'll say something so brave, but I won't be there to receive any beating that's me but this guy posting up live saying like i'm gonna find this guy Woo! i do i mean i follow him because it's funny I, I think it's funny i i this guy specifically i'm not gonna say who it was but he was accused himself of being a sexual creep and ever since then every post he makes everything he does is trying to erase that and I, you know maybe he didn't do anything wrong i don't know 
anything about it. Obviously, I'm not part of it. But it is like when someone cheats on their wife and then they get caught and then all of their Facebook posts are about how beautiful and wonderful their wife is for the next year. It's just it's just like such an obvious like, okay, you're trying to you're trying to be your own PR person here. And I think that's fucking funny. funny. I love it. I love people thinking that they can they can change that narrative like that. Also, I love that that people think they're they're acting almost like they're famous. Like like there's a huge audience of people that like you got to change this narrative where it's like no, no one's looking at no one's thinking about you. No one is thinking about you. No one's talking about you. Whenever I was in that time period when I was doing street art and like inking kill all pedophiles and stuff, it was definitely spurred on by me like looking at sex offender registry online near where I live, going like where do these creeps live and realizing that they are fucking everywhere. Sex offenders are fucking everywhere. I suggest don't even look it up. Because if you do, you'll what'll happen is you'll be like me and you'll start to go a little crazy going, on every corner there's a, a registered sex offender? How is this possible that this is this is the world we live in? And you start seeing everyone as a fucking creep pedophile and going like, maybe I'm should I kill these people? And then you realize, oh yeah, I didn't move to New York to kill pedophiles. I moved here to kill myself. Now let me find a bridge. I'm kidding, of course. I didn't move here to kill myself. I moved here to become extremely famous and rich, which is so much better than killing yourself, you know? I mean, you, you, you get everything if you get famous and rich. I'm doing a great thing by putting myself first. Let's pray. Let's. I think we should all pray that Asher becomes famous and rich. Maybe rich and famous, in that order. It'd be, it'd be good to get some money up front. I gotta pay rent. So everybody put your hands together with me real quick. We're just gonna... We're just gonna come to you, Lord. It happens a lot in prayer. I noticed, at least in the world I grew up in, people, for some reason, people will say just. The word just comes in all the time. Lord, we just come to you. Lord, we just want to, as if God's like, uh, has his hands in the air and he's about to smack you in the face. And you're like, just, please, Lord, we just, just, we just come to you, Lord. We're just here. I was just there, but we just come to you. We just come to you, and we just, oh Lord, we just want to say, Asher should be famous. And we just, we just take his name and we lift it up. We don't put it down. We just, we just lift it up. And Lord, we just want to say, just make him famous. Okay, folks, it's time for me to give in to the treat. I know it's not going to work, but it's going to work for like five seconds before I get the coffee. So I'm going to go get coffee. And then when that treat doesn't work, I'm probably going to smoke again. Because what else would I do in this world that blows? That's not this. That's not. It's this world blows. I didn't think about like a cool way to say it. So I didn't miss say it. I just, it just came to my head. All right. That's the end of This World Blows, episode three. Three.